Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. Welcome to ID Podcast. 
Thank you for joining us wherever you are listening. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you're coming into fall. I think most of our listeners are in the Northern Hemisphere. And thank goodness, because it finally cooled off here. a warm summer. Yeah, in Florida, (laughs) and we're getting ready. Actually, when you hear this, we'll be back home in Costa Rica. So looking forward to that. And we are... We hope you guys are having a a great fall wherever you're at. Um, I think Halloween. I think this is actually airing on Halloween. So happy Halloween, everybody. Happy (laughs) Halloween. That's Stella's like favorite holiday now. Yes. Yes. Everything's about Halloween. Although she's a bit scared of the carved pumpkin. Yeah. Patrick the pumpkin. But it's it's so cute. It is cute. Uh, It's a cute scared. Yes. We're not terrifying (laughs) our our three-year-old daughter. Um, I'm feeling pretty good because I haven't been feeling good. And Sarah and I have been having, you know, a little rocky time in our relationship Mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully not, you know, it makes you guys understand we're no different than any other couple. I know it might seem like we got everything figured out. We talk about it on the show a lot, but but we we don't. don't. (laughs) And that's that's part of the reason we We have the show. show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and appreciate you guys listening, giving your feedback, showing that it's helping you because it's certainly helping us. And today was an episode that helped us a lot and a lot of things that we're going to be able to implement. And that is um, on the topic of if honesty is always the best policy in navigating that. And we had uh, Ed Cayergos from episode 42. He was actually on. So check that out. And Ed is a therapist and owner of The Bridge CCM, where he uh, is a licensed marriage and family therapist and trained mediator. And Ed just has a really great demeanor. He's very calm and and nice to talk to. And we get into how, you know, if we should always be honest with our partner and the answer is, it depends. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, we we give some very specific examples of how to navigate that and then how to communicate around our feelings of honesty. And for me, it's, I have, I struggle a lot with the immediacy of an issue and wanting to resolve it. And, and that becomes a problem. And, and then Sarah is okay with waiting and, and we get into the details. So I'll just let you listen to the show and, and see what we're talking about. And we would love your feedback too. This episode is almost like a mini therapy session for us. And we really share what we're going through. And if you guys like this style, please let us know if you feel like you can relate to it and you like that we're sharing our issues, please let us know. And we'll do more episodes like this. We, we value your feedback and we love to give you guys the, the content and the help that you guys want. And as always, we love the the feedback, as Sarah said, and we're really trying to grow our audience. And I think the best way to do that is tell one friend. If every one of you guys tell one friend and they subscribe, subscribe to the show, that's going to double our audience. Like, how amazing (laughs) is that? And we want to be able to share this information because it's helping us. And I hope it's helping you. And if it helps your friend and we can double the amount of people we're reaching, that would be a beautiful thing. So share it with one friend, one family member, tell them to subscribe, leave those five-star reviews. It, it means the world to us. And it really does help us continue to be able to bring you this podcast because, you know, the production takes time and there's some some 
monetary value in in maintaining the the website and the the software and and all of this and and as we get busier and Stella gets older it's really important that we are able to continue to bring us uh bring you this content and uh we're not asking you know if you wanted to we don't really have a donate button but <laughs> No. But you can donate <laughs> by, by listening, <laughs> by listening and, and sharing with one person. Yeah. Like that would mean the world to us. Say, hey, you got to check this out. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys. So enjoy today's episode. Today's show is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. We've collaborated with 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. To unlock a special offer only for I Do Podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. That's sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. Hi, Ed. Thanks so much for joining us back on the show. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. So, Ed, we had you on the show way back on episode number 42. And here we are still plugging away. You've got some exciting things now with your own practice. And why don't we start today's show by talking about why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships? Sure. One of the things that I really enjoy uh, with helping people is being with them in their struggles. Um, and I think that there's a lot of feeling of like helplessness and hopelessness that sometimes individuals feel, whether it's their own individual struggle or whether it's a relationship struggle. And um, I think that in a world where everyone's like ready to give like their opinion on things, um, it can become very uh, difficult for them to really ground themselves and actually make a decision that they feel comfortable with and that they want to own. And so I think that being able to be there for someone um, and not picking sides or not exactly telling them what to do, but to just be there with them in their pain and their hurt. Um, it's just great to see like the hope come alive. Um, and it's great to see them like come from like maybe like a weak state to like a more stronger state um, in their relationship or uh, in their individual lives. So that's the coolest part. Well, that's a beautiful thing to be able to do. And I feel there's a parallel in in a relationship where a lot of times we just want to feel like we're being heard. And and you are saying, you know, what you're saying is like you're you're there for them to listen, to empathize. And just that alone, even within the relationship container, if you're able to, you're not going to necessarily be able to fix it. Uh, but if you're able to just empathize with your partner, acknowledge their feelings, that's almost half the battle a lot of times. That's very true. Yep. Uh, the relationship is a big part of the therapeutic process. More than any intervention or, um, you know, new age stuff, the, having a solid relationship and being there for someone is really what is needed. Um, well, today's topic is one that is... Uh, it's an interesting one and one that I'm sure a lot of couples face. I know Sarah and I uh, have dealt with it uh, in the past and kind of presently it's an ongoing thing 
uh, that we're, I know I'm working on and is, and that is the topic of if honesty is always the best policy in the relationship. And I want to dive in. So why don't we just start with, I know it's broad and I'm sure there's different circumstances, but in short, is honesty <laughs> the best in a relationship? And that's like complete, total, raw honesty we're talking about here. Is honesty the best policy? Uh, so typical therapeutic answer would be de- it depends, right? So, uh, But to answer that question, uh, to be always honest can be hurtful. Um, to And the reason why I say that is because if we are, if we're attempting to um, be jerks about how we answer things, then that's that's when being honest all the time is going to hurt. So if we're not being sensitive to the other person, um, so I guess I have to go to that therapeutic response of it depends, Chase. I'm sorry, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's that's fine, and that's what, and you are being honest with us, which is good. <laughs> yes, but I that's that's what I that's what I think we need to dig into. It are some different circumstances, and I think we can start with an example from our own relationship. And I struggle with, and we can get into specific topics, but I struggle with, I'm definitely like the more emotional partner in Sarah and I's relationship. And also one that feels like they want to have everything out there and communicate it. Like it, it, it kills me to, if something's bothering me, I will try to have an internal dialogue. I, I, I think I'm pretty good at that, that I can, I, I see that something's bothering me and I don't just block, you know, blab it out. Like as soon as I, that comes into my head, I think about it and then I decide, okay, this is something that it's eating away at me on the inside. And now I want to be honest with Sarah and, and bring that forward. And sometimes I, to me, it's like the easier way, it, it feels like it might be the easier way to not talk about it because I know when I do bring it up, it's going to result in, in some conflict and conflict that we need to resolve. But I always say mm-hmm. just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not worth it. And that's how a relationship gets better. But I feel like a lot of times it's just Sarah's a lot more easygoing and, and I am, I'm type A, I'm always trying to be better. And it's like this kind of cycle that we have that I will honestly say what's on my mind after some introspection and, and then sometimes things break down. So that's a long way of explaining it, but, but is that something you encounter in other relationships as as a as a dynamic and and how can uh i think about it and sarah how can we navigate this okay so let me say i don't want to stray too too far away from what you're saying because i i, I want to answer that um so the way when i look at this i look at it as like pro-social lying or like um self-centered lying so like there's that's the way i look at it and so is lying always bad um, 
not necessarily, but it definitely can create bad habits. Is lying sometimes good? It can be if you're being um, other-centered. And by other-centered is that you're taking someone else's feelings into consideration. So to lie, to to tell the truth no matter what, just to make yourself feel better, um, may be not the best thing for the relationship at times. Um, it could even be looked at as like being, um, yeah, not, not thinking of the other person's feelings, right? Um, lying, lying sometimes, right? So lying sometimes can, it can have that same kind of, uh, dual kind of edge to it, right? So if, if I'm, if I'm lying so that I don't get in trouble, um, versus am I lying to help, um, to, to not hurt someone's feelings. Right. So like, uh, and, and a lot goes into that and we can get into that a little bit more la- later on. But so when you're, when you're saying that you're like the more emotional one in the relationship, um, yes, constantly in relationships that come in to see us, there are individuals that are in the relationship are more emotional than the other person, uh, really kind of wear their, their feelings on their sleeves, um, really don't want to go to sleep without fully discussing what happened, right? They can't sleep knowing that the other person's hurt or that, or that there's something going on that they can't fix, you know, and it's typically that type A personality individual that, that wants to get it figured out, you know? So it's not uncommon to answer that question. And to just throw in my insight here, when it comes to, like you're saying, uh, communicating it or being emotional and wanting to communicate it immediately or not being able to resolve it before you go to bed. It's not that like in our personal situation, it's not that I don't want to communicate it. I, I, our relationship thrives on being open and communicating, but I think the difference where we struggle with is, me being okay sitting on it for a little bit, even if it means going to bed unresolved because we'll talk about it the next day at a better time. So I think that's something that we struggle with. And in terms of, in terms of being open and honest uh, in our communication. Yes. So the, uh, the not going to bed angry, uh, sort of, uh, feel, um, and then being able to go ahead and shelve it right for like Mm -hmm. another day. Right. Um, yeah, and I, and I think again that goes that goes to um, the the fact that are we looking at the other person's feelings and, and situation? I mean, if 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 it's you know twelve o'clock at night, right, and everyone's tired, you know, is it worth having the conversation um, at that time? Pro- probably not, right? I mean, we're not going to have that conversation when we're when we're tired. Um, but then what does Chase do in that situation? I mean, Chase is tossing and turning, like he's feeling like it's like right in his chest, right in his stomach. He just needs to get it out. He needs to talk about it. Um, you know, a lot of times what I tell couples is in that in those situations, you know, write it out, you know, like put it put it in put it in a letter. Um, you know, have that have that that opportunity to let out your feelings. <clears throat> but I think that for an individual that really just wants to make sure that the relationship is good, um, that's a, that even that's a very difficult thing. So I, I believe that if you both uh, could have the opportunity to um, 
make each other feel like what the other person is wanting to talk about is important, then that can go a long way. So for example, um, I say to my wife, Hey, I really want to talk about apples. You know, like I, I really want to, like, I can't go to sleep without talking about apples. And my wife is like, you know, you know, no, like I'm tired. Like leave me alone. Like I, I just need to go to sleep. Right. Well, that could be really hurtful to me because like, I really want to talk about apples. Right. But if my, if my wife were to say something like, like, I know that apples are so important to you. Like this is, I, I get it. And I want you to know that I love you and I care about you. And no matter what happens, apples, like I, I, I care about you and, and this is important. I get it, but I want to be my best. I want to be able to really kind of think this through. So if we can please just talk about this, you know, tomorrow, let's do that. Right. I, I think that that would really help me feel like, okay, like hope, you know, like all hope isn't lost. Like, okay, we are going to talk about this. Right. Um, and then it could potentially allow me to sleep a little better at night. Uh, but that also has to do with habits in the relationship, right? Because like, if my, if my wife always says, okay, we'll talk about it tomorrow and we don't, you know, then, then I'm going to become a little bit more stronger in my approach of, no, we need to talk about it now because when we do put it off, we never get to it. Okay. That's a great point. And you nailed it on the head at least from my personal perspective of, I understand I, I don't have this, Sarah and I are different people, very different, in fact, mm -hmm. and that I want to solve things and she's okay thinking on it. And I'm not criticizing Sarah in this, but sometimes she doesn't, I don't feel that she thinks it's important to talk about. And, and that is half of my issue. It would make it a lot easier for me if she said, like you said, I know this is important to you and, and I want to figure this out and let's talk about this, uh, later or you know whatever it is. Then like, I think that I would feel so much better about being like, okay, yeah, you're right. Because she's acknowledged my feelings. She's empathizing mm -hmm. as opposed to, and I'm not saying she does like a cold hearted, like <laughs> shut me yeah, down. Yeah. Like I, no, we're not talking about this. Uh, you know, I, I told you, no, no. I understand. it's not even like that. It's just like, it's not even that overt. And it's amazing how much of a difference I can make. Do you agree, sir? Yeah, I agree. And I think, the reason that why the reason we continually have this struggle in our relationship is like you mentioned, we are so different in terms of our personalities and where you think where you tend to want to always communicate about something. I almost feel like it's draining because we're communicating too much about it. Is there, how do you find a balance in that and, and really respecting each other's wishes, but also not feeling like you're being, um, constantly interrogated? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean that, that there is, I'm glad you used the word balance. There, there is that balance. And a lot of that has to do with 
patterns in the relationship, right? That have been over time. And, and to be honest with you, it goes to patterns in past relationships all the way up to like even our parents and our family. Like um, if we, if we are, if we are involved in a constant um, bombardment of, of questioning and questioning and, and, and we're going around the circles with the same thing and the same thing, um, it can become very draining um, on, on the individual. Um, but, but I think that we have to look at what is, what is the individual actually asking for when they keep talking about the same, the same thing over and over and over and over again. Um, and it's, and it's that acknowledgement of the core, which is like, you know, feeling validated, right. Um, about it. We don't have to necessarily agree with them, but we can definitely validate their feelings. I think that's what Chase is saying. Um, you know, it's not, it's not so much the content of the conversation as much as it is the validation of like, you are important. And I think that that's what it comes down to. Uh, we, we've talked before, I think we've talked this, talked about the ARE in relationship. Um, I'm not sure we did or not on the other podcast, but the number one question that anybody asks in any relationship is, are you there for me? And that's according to Sue Johnson. Um, so are you there for me is a very, very um, important question in a relationship to answer. And you want to answer yes um, all the time, as much as you can. You want to answer yes. And so when someone's asking and asking um, and, and not wanting to let a topic go, they're feeling like perhaps you're not there for them. And so by even just saying like, look, I'm here for you. Like, I care about you. Like, I, I want to try to figure this out. But right now, I just don't have the bandwidth <laughs> right now. Right now, I'm, I'm tired or right now, like, I'm, I'm feeling a little dizzy with this conversation. But I know it's important to you. Trust me. Like, I know it is. Um, being able to validate that, I think, is, is the key to that balance, you know? So on the other side, the other person that's needing that validation needs to understand the toll uh, what of that on the other person, you know, to to you're wanting to feel validated and wanted and important, um, cared about. Uh, you you want to know that this other person is as invested in the relationship as you are. Like you're completely invested in this relationship. And from your perspective, because the person either isn't siding with you or perhaps isn't wanting to have the conversation right now, you feel like you don't, you're not part of the team. Um, but at the same time, you have to understand that everyone processes differently. And that other person may need some time to think about things and to process that. Uh, now, that makes it a lot easier if the other person that maybe is a little bit more of a slower processor, right? They want to think things through. Um, it makes it a lot easier if that person does come back and bring up and brings up the topic without, for example, in this case, Chase bringing it up. Like it would mean so much to Chase, and I'm guessing here, Chase, so correct me. It would mean so much to Chase that if 
you guys are, you know, trying to go to bed and, and he's kind of really stirring, you know, regarding whatever happened. And if you say, you know what, let's talk about this tomorrow. Like, I, I know this is important to you. I love you, care about you, you know, smooch, hug, whatever you guys need to do. Um, and let's talk about it tomorrow. And then tomorrow without Chase bringing it up, right? Without Chase bringing it up, Maybe, Sarah, you send him a text saying, hey, I haven't forgotten about that topic. Let's talk about it today, you know, after dinner kind of thing. Man, that would make Chase just go, oh, wait, this is safe. I can I can relax. I can relax a little bit because this is important to her, too. So I don't know if that kind of helps with the balance uh, or explaining the balance. It It does. Absolutely. And, you know, it's definitely something that I need to work on in making him realize that I do value his opinion or I do value his feelings and I want to validate them and I want to talk about it at a later time. And I don't know, like you said, thing, it, eventually it can evolve into this throughout the relationship. And I don't know at what point it began to where you thought I wasn't going to bring it up the next day, because I feel like I have the pressure from you to, we have to talk about it right away. Otherwise we can't do the kissing, the hugging, the go to bed and things are fine until we Mm -hmm. talk about it. Like, it's almost like if we don't talk about it now, I'm going to be, I'm going to wear my feelings on my, on my, on my sleeves and until we talk about it. And sometimes I feel like that's the, the the hard part that to find that balance does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah chase what are what are your thoughts on on all that i said and what and what sarah's saying yeah i think uh i'm i was nodding my head the whole time because it was like you were exactly what I needed to hear. And what I think we need is because I've used the exact same words in our communication um, where I would say like part of the feeling, like to give an example without getting too specific, like we're, we're having some issues with our agreement on budget. And I would say Mm -hmm. like it is, the numbers are important, but it's, it's definitely like, and I say the numbers don't lie. Like that's definitely a part of it. But the bigger, I think, internal thing is I feel like we're not on the same team, like you said. And, and, and again, I'm not saying this as a criticism to Sarah, but I'm just saying like my nope. own dialogue. So it's a hundred percent what you're saying is like a part of the reason I want to resolve this and why it, it, it hurts, it's sort of say like inside emotionally, for me is it feels like we're not on the same team because I feel like Sarah doesn't value it as much. And I understand she's processing it in her own way. She's a different person than me. Thank goodness, because we were driving each other (laughs) insane, but that, that we're not on the same team. You nailed it with that. Absolutely. And then you nailed it with the fact of that. I'm, I would love it so much. And Sarah is alluding to this issue. If, if she then initiated the next conversation and then Sarah from, from her side said, well, she feels like she doesn't have that chance. And I guess I want to give her that benefit of the doubt to bring it up. But based on, we've been together for 10 years, I should probably be a little bit more patient 
But in the past, what has happened, at least in my own head, is that I have said, okay, we, we are, we're hitting a roadblock. I want to resolve this. Sarah does not, at, at least at the moment. So I'm going to respect that and I'm going to wait. And, but while I'm waiting, it's like anyone out there listening, it's like there's this little devil inside me, you fire. know, to use, yeah, this fire <laughs> of like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Let her bring it up. Let her bring it up. Let her bring it up. And then it, it's probably in my head, it might be, it feels like a week, but it might be 24 hours or 48 and she hasn't brought it up. And then inevitably I'm like, Hey, so about that thing, or, or I don't even say it that way. I say it like in a not productive way. And so that's just such a hard area for me. And maybe I, I'm going to continue to work on that, but maybe like I would ask Sarah, like, try and then it, this all becomes so much harder when you have a three-year-old and there's in, in a job and there's not time to bring That's it up right. you guys have but a baby would, now huh? yeah, yeah i would say to sarah like congrats thank you, thank you. she's <laughs> but, not a baby anymore she's three you think we'd, uh... oh yeah <laughs> but but just to try and that that, that actually makes everything worse because i'm like man we, we have some free time. It's been 24 hours. Like we got to talk about this now because who knows the next opportunity we're going to have to talk about this. So if I felt that like Sarah, even 24 hours in, like maybe gave a reinforcement, like, Hey, I haven't forgot. I know you want to talk about this, but like we're both super busy and Stella's not taking her nap. So let's in like, that would make a huge difference. So anyways, like, totally nailing on the head and and uh it's this is great and valuable and hopefully we can you know come up with a plan um mm-hmm. moving forward to to kind of implement this and i'm i'm sure this is not a direct you know directly the issue that we're having with but i'm sure you see tons of couples out there that are struggling with the same type of communication mm-hmm. issues where there's two different personalities and they communicate differently and they communicate how they want to communicate differently. And so I think like you said, respecting each other and validating the feelings of your partner before anything is, is what can hopefully resolve it and and have some mm-hmm. peace with, with each other. Um, so you can go to bed at night easily. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I was just, I was just thinking that as you guys were talking and things, I was thinking, you know, you guys have a Facebook page and no wonder your listeners like love you guys so much. It's because you guys are so real. Yeah, absolutely. Like the things that you guys are talking about is exactly what happens in in relationships throughout at least my work. I I notice these, this is a very common thing that comes up, but the the difference is that you, you both have a lot of self-awareness whereas some of the other couples don't have that self-awareness and it just turns into, you know, really drag out fight and, and, and some really toxic stuff, you know, whereas you guys seem to be very aware. And so you guys are kind of talking about it, um, are recognizing your own, your own challenges, your own weaknesses, um, as well as what you guys are needing. So I think it's really good. Uh, when I, when I also I'm hearing you guys, I'm also the question pops into my mind is where did you learn to deal with conflict, right? Where because what we are is we're talking about uh, we're not talking about uh, you know hey you know 
you want vanilla ice cream? Do you want chocolate ice cream? We're talking about conversations that can sometimes be scary, right? I mean, finances, um, parenting, um, and they have a lot to do with value systems, right? Our values. And so our values come from our family of origin. They also come from our experiences in life and in other relationships. So a, a lot of times how we're handling these conversations or um, whether to engage or not engage, whether to avoid or to fight, um, has to do with where we come from also. Um, and if, and if you guys invite me again, what I'd love to do is to talk to you guys about something called the pain cycle and the peace cycle, which is, um, a, a type of model that we utilize, uh, to help couples with these types of challenges. But, but overall, I, I really do think that validating the, the person's want to feel important in the relationship. That's, I mean, that's really what it comes down to is really wanting them the other person to understand that they're important. And then the other person needs to recognize that maybe the other person needs a little bit of time and to trust that person. They're going to come back. So sounds like you guys have sort of figured some things out and, and probably are on your way to make a, make a plan or a change, which is great. Well, I, we appreciate the kind words, but sometimes I feel like it might be a curse that I'm so <laughs> self-aware <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm saying that and, and I'm, facetiously but it i do run into the problem of i'm i'm analytical like i said type a so i'm constantly i feel like i am pretty aware but sometimes it feels like it's almost counterproductive in and trying to sort these things out and and i wouldn't do it the other way because i don't think that's healthy and just and that kind of brings us back to how we started this is if honesty is always the best policy so I feel like I'm always analyzing and don't think that this is something I have to work to do. It's just how I, it's just how someone <laughs> like myself, it just kind of uh -huh. how it happens. And then I will have something and, and it comes back to honesty. I'll have something and I, I don't just blurt out everything, but I'm like, Hey, this is, this is bugging me. It's been a, a, an issue for, for months and it's mm -hmm. it feels like it's a part of who I am, and it might even be a part that I don't like, but I'm gonna work to change it, but in the meantime, I voice that to Sarah yeah. and and mm -hmm. that's let's call that being honest, right honesty, and sometimes I even know like of course, someone doesn't want to hear like that their partner doesn't think that they're perfect. You know, and, and, mm -hmm. and how, so how, how do we navigate that? You know, how can I be quote, you know, like true to myself, but also not be damaging to the relationship or to, to Sarah. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Babbel. Babbel is, as we've told you before, and hopefully you've downloaded it already for your free trial the number one selling language learning app in the world. Not only can you learn Spanish, but you can also learn French, Italian, German, Russian, Swedish, and more. Babbel's short 10 to 15 minute lessons are available on an app or online and are designed to get you speaking confidently in your new language 
within weeks. As many of you know, I've been practicing so that I can get my Spanish up to par now that we are back in Costa Rica, and Babbel is really helping me. Yeah, I, I'm going to make you speak it more because I'm slightly more, I had more schooling in college in Spanish, and, and so I sometimes take over the conversation, but Sarah's going to step it up and <laughs> now that she's more fluent and uh, getting better. So go to babbel.com and use our offer code I do to get 50% off your first three months. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Use the offer code I do and get 50% off your first three months. Today's episode is also sponsored by Simple Health. Simple Health uses technology to provide simple, convenient, and affordable care at home, starting with online birth control prescriptions and delivery. Chase and I are not trying to have another kit anytime soon. And as many of you know, we travel a lot and it is a pain to get my birth control. Having to find a doctor's office, waiting room, pharmacy lines. Ain't no one got time for that. <laughs> no one has time for that. <laughs> nope. I know. We are busy <laughs> putting this show together. We got a three-year-old and Sarah ain't got time for that. Nope. <laughs> Getting your birth control should be easy and convenient and Simple Health does just that. Now, this service is not a replacement for routine evaluations by your primary care physician or gynecologist, but it will definitely save you time and money since the average cost is just about $18 a month with free delivery. The prescription fee is usually around $20, but our listeners will get to try it for free with our code. Don't miss your chance to try this service for free. Our listeners get the $20 prescription fee waived by going to Simple Health dot com slash I do or entering code I do at checkout. That's simplehealth.com slash I do. Something something that I, I keep hearing you bring up, which is um like this is bugging me. This is bugging me. Um so I think that with pro social lying, you know, the lying that where we're trying to help someone or make someone not feel bad or something like that. Or like which is the more acceptable lie. Lying is still lying in society. So lying is not looked at as a good thing, but, um, being, being honest with our, with our feelings, uh, we also have to look at honestly, see, is it more of a you thing than it is a her thing? Like, is it, is it bothering you for an independent individual reason than a relationship? reason and is part of your being analytical is it a little bit of anxiety you know is it is it is it also i mean you can say it's analytical but is it also a, a bit of anxiety that you have about that situation and i know that with anxiety like if we have like an anxiety over a situation it's because we're viewing whatever's going on as a threat, as as something that potentially can hurt us or has hurt us. Um, and so our amygdala engages, our amygdala engages, and we go to a fight, flight, freeze response. And 
you know, so in that fight response is that pursuer response. It's that, it's that I need to know, I need to know right now. I need to know. Um, and it's, it's that, that's that fight mode, um, in our amygdala. We're confronting, right? We're going forward. Now this can come off threatening to the other individual, right? This other individual is kind of just, you know, watching this, this sort of a quote unquote, uh, sort of an attack, but it's not, you know, physical attack, but like an attack, it's coming. And this person also, their amygdala might go ahead and, and increase in size as well. And then there, they're going to go ahead and go, wait, I need to escape. So I need to avoid this. Right. Uh, So when, when you're looking at this, I, I, as I'm listening to you, I want to get in deeper. Like I want to go, okay, so what what about this situation is causing you to get into that fight, flight, freeze response, Chase? What about it? Like, what's the deeper meaning that it has about you? So if your finances aren't great and you're having challenges with those finances, what what meaning does that have about you as a person, as a father, as a husband? as a provider, like what is, what meaning does that have for you? Yeah. Uh, a hundred percent. And I, and I can, we can get specific, but I just want to say like, that is a great point in that what I am expressing in my honesty is actually, it, it has, less to do with Sarah and more to do with me and my own internal anxiety, as you said. And that is something, and I'm not patting myself on the back here, but that I've realized, mm-hmm. right? Like Sarah mm-hmm. yeah. is nodding her head and, and <laughs> that makes it, um, you know, I can definitely understand that if there's a partner that is getting criticized and, and their other partner is just blind to the fact of what's going on, that's extremely frustrating not to say that it's much better when it's a situation like mine where i can be critical and then i know <laughs> i know that it's for the wrong reasons like a lot of times people there's different sayings but it's like it, to be bluntly like get your own shit together before you try to change someone else like make your own bed <laughs> and and i yeah. i realize that and and that's work that I want to do and will continue to do. And we talk about it on the show a lot that if you don't like something in your relationship, it's not about changing your partner. Like it's about looking within and examining why, why, why you feel the way you do. And a lot of times the answer lies in that and not in the things your partner needs to change. And, and I guess, you know, that's where the, the work it needs to be done a lot of times, not to say that mm-hmm. there's not work the other way. So just to bring it back personally, that is a uh, work that I'm doing and, and that I, I want to examine, you know, let's say our feelings around money and, and being a provider and in related to the budget issue. And then there's other things where, and we've talked about on the show in the past where I I'd like Sarah to be more active you know, because I am, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of deep-seated self-esteem things wrapped up in that, and 
I've, I felt mm-hmm. loved that way as a, as a kid growing up and, and I'm looking at that and definitely want to continue to examine that. But I guess to, to bring it back so it can be valuable to, to our listeners and, and to myself. So I'm, I'm doing the work and I want to continue. But is there anything, it, am I even asking too much or is it unreasonable to, to say, hey, Sarah, you know, to be, I'm honest with her about these things. I'm honest about my feelings. I'm examining them. Is there any room for Sarah to, to compromise or to, to, yeah, I mm-hmm. guess let's leave it at that to like, to yeah. help me or what can, what can she do? Yeah. So, uh, so from what I'm understanding with this, um, and with other couples I work with, uh, Sarah's, Sarah's role here would be to, um, be able to come back and help you feel like what you are wanting to talk about when you're honest about, um, as important Like she, she needs to help you, help you feel like that she is hearing you that she's listening to what, what is important to you. And I think that that's something that I think she's acknowledged that she can kind of improve on a little bit more and, and, you know, to be more self-motivated to talk about those concerns you have. Um, I'm sure that it'd be really um, something special for you if she were to bring up those concerns without you bringing them up. Um, and, and I think that in a way it would probably alleviate that from your, from your, um, from your box of things that needing to bring up because now, now she's bringing them up, you know, uh, but in terms of, in terms of being honest and open with the individual, I think that it's important to be honest and open with individuals and, and direct with individuals. But I think that we need to avoid certain things like blaming and criticizing and, and, um, using sarcastic remarks, which can happen if we're over, um, if we have a, an increase of anxiety and, and, and we're just kind of letting people know straight up how we're feeling about it, you know, that, Hey, you're, you're no good. You're not, you're not a member of this team and, and those types of things. So we have to be aware that how we come across when we're being honest, what is the actual message? Right. And so the message is, I just need you on my team or I feel alone or I feel like, I feel like, this isn't as important to you as, as I feel like it's important to me. Um, and, and then allowing that person to share their thoughts on it. And, and in this case for Sarah to be able to, um, talk about that, right. To be brave and to be able to talk about those things. hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it would mean a lot to me if Sarah was like in, and again, I don't want to, it's not even a criticism. It's like, it just doesn't come natural to her because mm, she's so yeah. damn easygoing. Like <laughs> she's, you know, and, and I say that and, and I, I feel like I can be that, but I don't know. You said the, the box of things that are on your mind. Yeah. My box is like overflowing <laughs> and yeah, I, I think that's part of the thing that 
I try to look at it as a positive and that it tends to be a positive more than a negative and it can be really mm-hmm. positive, but it can also be really negative. And that's just what I'm trying to navigate. And I, I hope that's resonating with, with some of our listeners on either side of this equation, because people are different. And I think that's why our relationship works, Sarah and I, but mm-hmm. when I say works, it, it doesn't just work automatically. Like, no, it's, there's times <laughs> when it feels like it's not working and it's hard. We've, we've yeah. frankly been in that kind of mode a little bit lately. And mm-hmm. it's, it yeah. doesn't mean that it's not, you know, we got to just give up and shrug our shoulders. It's mm-hmm. like, that's where the work needs to be put in. And then you come out the other side better for it. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, everything you're saying in, in these tools for both of us, I think I would just love if Sarah was like proactive on the bringing things up and because I'm going to feel like she is hearing me and I'm going to feel like we're on the same team. And then hopefully mm-hmm. on the flip side, I'm not going to be so damn annoying to Sarah <laughs> bugging her about talking about these things. But Chase, what are you, what are you hearing that Sarah needs from you though? Also. And, and that's, I'm glad you said that. And, and I, I try, I, I try to hear that. I, I, I go back to, she's so damn easy. She doesn't need a lot of things. And, and I mean, Sarah, would you agree? And, and I know there are things she has expressed, but. Well, I think sometimes because you think I'm so easygoing, my needs get overlooked because you think, well, I don't have needs because I'm usually pretty flexible. And most of the time I am. But then when I do have certain times where I'm kind of putting my foot down, I feel like there is some resistance because you're not used to me being like, OK, this is what I want. This is what I need. So. I feel like for mm-hmm. me, that would be something that I feel like would be beneficial to this situation. Right. So there's times that you don't feel like he's really um, uh, being a partner. Right. Right. In, in that situation. Yeah. And, and so the, and those are, and those are times that you're kind of like, man, and, and your ability to communicate uh, that to him gets blunted a little bit because he has more of an, uh, I'm going to use the word, he has more of an aggressive style of handling like right. the issue, right. like anxiety. And so, and so for you, it's best, let's not get into argument about this. Let's not fight about this. Let's just, just move on and kind of move forward. And, but in the end that, that creates resentment and stored feelings. Right. And, um, that come out in other ways, right? Um, so, so it sounds like it sounds like Chase is needing validation that that what he's feeling and what he's worried about is is as important to you, and that he's not alone. Um, and I think that's a really big thing for Chase is for him to know that he's not alone, and for for listeners to feel like they're not alone. And then on your side, you you want to be heard and. Many, many, maybe in some instances and in other relationships that you have been, um, maybe you haven't been heard, or um, maybe you have been heard, <laughs> but you, right now you're you're saying, "Hey, 
I have a voice too, and I need you to listen to me. It's like you both are both needing to validate each other and to hear each other, but you guys are speaking like at different volumes. Mm -hmm. And so if Chase is able to lower his volume and you're able to go ahead and raise your volume just a little bit, then you guys might be able to hear each other. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're nailing it. Yeah, you are. How, how would, so from my side, could I just Mm -hmm. be proactive and say, Literally, like, because I feel like, again, I'm trying not to make this as a criticism, but Sarah is not, maybe I'm not listening perfectly, um, or, but because my volume is so loud, Sarah feels like she can't voice her needs. Um, Does that make sense? Like, how can I, how can I listen better um, when Sarah... I think you got to get yourself out of yourself when it comes down to the listening part. And I, and I think I empathize with you and I understand because you have such, such strong feelings about, about things. And, you know, you alluded to the fact that you you're going through some stuff and you're working on some stuff that comes from a long, long, long time ago. Right. Um, And so you, you have, you have the tendency to look out for numero uno, which is you, because guess what? In Chase's life, no one looked out for him when he was growing up. No one was there for him. And so he's, he feels like he needs to look out for himself because that little kid, that little voice inside like needs to be heard. Right. And, and, and you love her and you want to feel loved by her. And so that's why, you're you're doing that, right? Um, and so, but at the same time, you have to recognize that you are loved, that you are important, that you 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 are not alone. That's the truth of it. When you look at the situation from from a little step back, and you look at it, and you see your family, your wife, your kid, you see your life, you see what you guys have been able to do together. You see those good times that you guys have had. Uh, you kind of realize, wait, I'm not alone. Wait, there's lots of times where I felt loved. There, this isn't a trick. This is not a mirage. Like you, those are the truths about you and your life right now. Um, but I think that sometimes that anxiety triggers those feelings that have been kind of that happened a long, long time ago. And so you kind of bring them and you kind of play them out in that moment. So. I, I, I think that in order to really listen to Sarah, you're going to have to go ahead and um, take a step outside of yourself and recognize that she does have feelings. She does have pain and worry and concerns, but maybe um, she's not feeling safe to talk about them or, or to return to the conversation because it's it's never really about her. It's always about you. So that could possibly be an issue. Yeah. That sounds spot on. Yeah. So how can, well, like, so I'm going to definitely try to work on that and have that perspective. And then hopefully that'll just give Sarah the feeling of being able to, to be more vulnerable and, and to be more open about my feelings. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, the simple thing that I think what you're asking for is like, what, what can your listeners do? If they're in the situation. What yeah. can they do to start making some changes in, in their relationship? Yeah. And I think that the step one would be to have a sit down conversation, um, letting the other person know, hey, these are the worries. These are the concerns in my life. These are the things that I, I sometimes feel on my bad days. Okay. We all have bad days. And these are the these are the insecurities and feelings I have on my bad days. Um, and I think both should share that information. And then after you're doing that, number after you do that, number two would be to go ahead and uh, acknowledge or, or practice that, like actually change, like make make that change. You know, um, I think a lot of people come to therapy and, and they want that magic pill, and I think the therapist is just going to go ahead and just click that on off switch kind of thing. But um, the work that we do is highly, like 99% dependent on the individuals making that change. So step one would be to have that conversation and be open and honest with those things that are painful to you, um, to each other. And then the second part would be to put those things in action. Be mindful of the other person's pain and hurt, you know. Um, I think developing um, uh, a balance of power and accountability. So like giving the other person an opportunity to maybe take charge of the finances or to give the other person the opportunity to plan that date or, you know, um, really that partnership of giving each other those different opportunities. Um, I think that that is also really helpful. Well, I think those are very actionable things that that we can do among uh, in addition to all of the great stuff and this has been uh definitely like a little therapy session for yeah. Sarah and very I and I like doing it this style uh because it it helps us selfishly but I think our listeners can more uh authentically relate to, to what's going on because we're giving these specific examples and, and, and if anything, just know that they're not alone and that there's other people out mm-hmm. there, you know, trying to navigate these issues. And those people are us. And we, we have a relationship <laughs> podcast and we talk about it all the time and we're, we're right there trying to do it. So Ed, we appreciate the, the free therapy lesson <laughs> and all of this, uh, Valuable information because, yeah, and I, I know it's going to help us and uh, hopefully our listeners. So why don't we wrap up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you online and then we'll say goodbye. All right. Sounds good. So online, you guys can find us on www. Maybe that's too many W's. www.thebridgeccm.com and also on Facebook. Uh, you can just find the Bridge Counseling Consulting and Mediation LLC on Facebook. Um, and that's how you can uh, reach us. Excellent. Well, we'll have uh, those links as well as link to your previous podcasts on this episode's show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com. So we encourage our listeners to check you out and check out your past episode. And again, thank you so much for joining us back on the show. Of course. Thank you guys for having me back. Take care. 
Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the links are in the show notes page, as well as on the podcast description. And while you're on our website, we encourage you guys to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. We send you an email for 14 days with simple, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources for your relationship. So we encourage you to check those out. Uh, We also have our love tribe on Facebook. Uh, We encourage you guys to join the tribe and uh, be there for support for each other. If you have questions or just need some relationship advice, we are all here for each other. Um, the group has grown to almost a thousand people um, and we love it. So we hope you guys join that. You can go to Facebook, Love Tribe Fam, and you'll find us right there. And if you are interested in learning more about our flagship course, Spark My Relationship, we hope you guys check it out. We have a special offer that is only for podcast listeners. So you can go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock and you can unlock that special offer and learn more as always thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week you are listening to a pleasure podcast For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.